0: hey fish fans this is eli sussman the founder of fish on first you are listening to part of a megapod with kevin barral and alex carver going through level by level of the marlins farm system once they put on the mic they really couldn't stop this was overall a two and a half hour recording but we have split it up into four different parts ascending from the lowest levels of the minor league system all the way up to triple a This is part three. Find all these episodes here on the Fish on First podcast feed. Leave a rating and review wherever applicable and enjoy. Let's go on to the fun level. This is a level that I think Alex and I usually like to watch the most. Those guys are great up there. Double A Pensacola. This is a fun level. It had Troy Johnson, Griffin, Conine. Those guys are now up, but, I mean, it had Yuri Perez at one point this season. Uh, Then you have the great story of Mr. Pat Monteverde. But let's start with the offense. I want to start with, hmm, who do you want to start with, Alex? Uh, We were talking about Banfield. Let's go Banfield. Let's go Banfield, yeah. I mean, man, when when we talk about one of the most improved players in the system this year, you have to go to Will, Will Banfield. Uh, he was called. He was promoted midseason last year to Double A Pensacola. He was great for them at the start. Uh, caught Yuri, caught Dax. Obviously, the best defensive catcher in the organization, hands down. Probably the best catcher in the organization in the farm system at least. Uh, he's been great. He's been hitting for power. He has 17 home runs this season, the most he's ever hit for his career. Um, he's put the ball in play, not too much, but obviously doesn't get on base too much. I think the big thing with Banfield is this year, Alex, he's finally found an offensive rhythm, something he hasn't been able to do in years past. But I guess the only concern with Banfield is the fact that most of his offense is relying on the power. And that's what we've seen. Very low walk rate. I mean, not walk rate. On base percentage, 304. But 470 slugging. The highest he's put up in his career. Uh, 23% strikeout rate. Not too. It's not bad, but it's not good either. For a guy who only walks at a 4.3%. So. Um, Banfield, I think we've made this. We've said this many times before. If it's not triple. Like he should be a big leaguer right now. Obviously. Considering how bad Nick Fortez and Jacob Stallings have been. He could slide in there. He could catch Yuri Perez. He's a good defensive catcher. So. Um, I think he will be competing. For that starting spot next season. If. If they do end up. Uh, letting go of. Jacob Stallings. And. Uh, if they kind of. If, you know. In a certain, to a certain degree. They kind of cut bait with Nick Fortez. Unlikely. But he'll be he'll be in a competition if it's for starting our backup job in spring training 2024
1: yeah absolutely everything you just said is absolutely true um man um you know had him on on the podcast a couple months ago yeah. um did some uh did some research on him before that um definitely has found something in this switch in his mechanics and his approach um to him about it he said himself is just so much more comfortable now uh, before he was like really high elbows up by his face. Now it's elbows more out over the plate. He's gotten rid of a front, a front foot trigger that he was using. Um, so there's just so many changes mechanically for him this year, and it's really worked because of like you said that ability to just find the baseball more um, for for plus contact with the 17 home runs. Um, previous career high was last year 11. Now he's at 17 already this year. 1-0 pitch. Banfield connects
0: high and deep and gone. Solo blast out to left for Will Banfield. Wahoos are on the board with plenty of distance to
1: spare. That one traveled 435 feet. The main thing for this player, defense has also been great still. Um, The main thing for this player that I would say that is just so concerning still is the rate at which he walks, which is literally almost zero. Um, this guy has 92 strikeouts and 17 walks, he just does not walk at all. So, that's the one thing you can point to with this player and say, Okay, that's what's really holding back his 304 on base percentage. That's why that is what it is 265 batting average. If you can work counts a little better, yeah, it'll probably go up, right? So, yes, he's done great work with the power with the 470 uh slugging percentage. Definitely found something, but there's still work to do here with the offense, I think, for sure. Got to walk more than that. You put a guy with 17 walks or through this point in a full minor league season in major league baseball, it's not going to translate very well. So this guy definitely has shown improvement. There's still improvement he needs to show, though, in order to really show that he's major league ready right now with the bat. Defense already is. But to show that with the bat, there needs to be a little bit more uh, projection here with with patience, walks, and uh, just the ability to work counts a little bit better for Will Banfield.
0: I think the next level for him, the next step would be kind of put him in AAA, see if he could kind of do this at the next level. Obviously, AA is the hardest level in minor league baseball, but when you look at the AAA level, it's one that kind of is like borderline MLB. Obviously, that's where you kind of have your quadruple-A players, et cetera. Yeah. I do yeah. want to ask you, actually, now that we're on this uh, minor league topic, I got a question. I put out a tweet mentioning you know if anyone has any questions for us. I want to ask you, Nick Reddy, he's on – I did not know this. He's on military leave. He is so he was a 2019 draft pick. He only had three at bats in his 2022 career. And they asked, What is the status on him? He's still on military leave for what it shows on MILB. So I don't know if you I didn't I didn't even know this is a player until right now. So if you want, I guess not dive into there. we don't have to because we don't have to talk about a guy who's on military leave, but cool that he's actually doing what he you know serving his country. The son of former um former hammerheads manager, um Randy
1: Reddy, actually, who was a former Major League Baseball player. Um, so, yeah, this guy – this is part of this guy's career. Um, baseball is a part-time thing for this guy. This, the guy's job is to go serve his country. So it's um, not to say that you can't make a baseball career after that, but right now that's that's what his focus is. Um, he's been on military leave all year. Um, eventually he'll be back. But, yeah, um, I mean, that's that's pretty much what this guy is. Um, you know, and, um, you know, he'll be back, and he'll he'll get back into games and stuff like that. And I'm sure he'll – you know, as long as Marlins keep him around – um, he'll be a guy that, that, that can still get into baseball games, but, um, you can tell that this guy is a, uh, has a commitment somewhere else. Um, and that's definitely understood. So yeah, um, good power though. Uh, Nick Reddy got really good power. Um, my worry is for a player like this is like, when you do come back, you've missed a full year. What have you been doing with your actual other job? And, um, you know, what's that look like after you come back and can, can you actually make, can you actually come back and make a baseball career? It probably will be tough but um something to be said for that like you said Kev just um you know um baseball secondary for him yeah he has he has commitments elsewhere which is um definitely respectable
0: uh, all right moving on with double a i do want this guy deserves a shout out alex and i've mentioned it and i do think he deserves the promotion to triple a as well jose devers baby devers man this guy has had himself a year i i, I think that's the best way to put it um, they kind of mishandled, I believe, his development. They called him up way, way too early. This guy is only 20, 20, 23 years old, still fairly young, um, putting up his best season since 2019, 276, 352, 421. He also has an OPS of 773, 107 WRC plus, seven home runs, 46 RBIs, uh, barely striking out. I think the low strikeout percentage since that twenty, since 2021 when he was with A. Uh, 14.8%, 8.6 walk rate. That is the highest since 2019 Carver, man, this guy also tapping into a little bit of power with the seven homers, Um, mainly playing second base for the blue Wahoos. He deserves a promotion. I think that's the best way to put it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no,
1: very, very encouraging to see this from, from Devers, yeah. especially after what he went through, Um, you know, with injuries and stuff like that in years past, I think the Marlins were even like calling him up to the Marlins. I don't think he played in a major league game yet, but like, during, I think, the COVID year, like Marlins were, like, calling him up to the team and because they needed bodies around, right? Uh, he sat on the bench for a while, um, you know, and then he got injured. Um, he's had shoulder injuries a lot. Um, so to see him come out um, of that and do what he's doing this year um, for uh, after missing, like, basically almost the whole year. I think he did, like, what, half a year last year um, because of injuries um, So and really struggled last year. Um, I mean, last year was not good for Jose Devers. And a lot of us were like, yeah, I don't know about this guy. Um, But to see what he's doing this year, coming back from a year where he hit 209, 263, 310, to hitting 276, 352, 421, pretty impressive. Um, So clearly he's found something. Clearly he's back to full health. He's played most of the year. Um, Been pretty decent. It's looked pretty good for him. Um, Encouraging, for sure. And Pensacola as well. Not not an easy place to hit um, either. So positional flexibility um, with shortstop and second base that he can play. Uh, good bat to ball that we're seeing, added some power in, still just twenty three. So it's tough to see Devers at age twenty three with uh, with double A where we have twenty five year olds who deserve it in, in low a but or single a advanced, but that's another story that we already went through. Anyways, yes, encouraging to see from from Mr. Devers uh, coming into the year, he had three career home runs and then he had seven, so clearly he's found something.
2: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA, member FDSE. Yep. Yeah,
0: so I guess the next guy we're going to mention, we'll leave Jacob Berry for last. We'll go with Victor Mesa Jr. He was one of the top players entering. I guess he was one of the guys who had the hottest of starts for um, you know for for double A, um, but now he's kind of gotten way back down to earth. Two twenty eight, three hundred two. 376 678 with an 80 wrc plus but i guess on the encouraging side he has tapped into the most power of his career 11 home runs 55 rbis 11 stolen bases still a great center fielder i you know to a certain degree i said this guy should have been triple a at one point but you know when you look at the stats maybe it it, i think that's gonna be the big storyline in the minor leagues where does victor mason jr start next season yeah, a lot of strikeouts um, is his main thing. Again, I say that about a lot
1: of guys, but tons of strikeouts here. Um, 105 strikeouts and 37 walks. Um, that's what's limiting it. But what I would say is, man, this guy's, I still think this, this guy has one of the best swings in this organization. It's so good. Uh, the bat speed's there. It's a great, balanced swing. His approach is also pretty good at the plate. Um, you know, just really needs to cut down on the strikeouts. So I still see a ton of potential in Victor Jr. Uh, the Marlins are going to get something of value out of that signing duo that they made uh with this guy because i think this guy definitely is going to be pretty good um does need to work out the strikeouts um he struck out 100 times in each of his past three seasons uh at least 100 times i should say um so there's there's things to work out there um you know just doesn't walk enough walked a little bit more last year but this year you can see the walks are back down so um that needs to get worked out a little bit more plate presence a little bit more patience but the approach overall for him and his mechanics are so sweet and when he gets the bat on the ball it looks really really good So I like uh, Victor Jr. Um, He's got good speed to him as well. Definitely makes it happen in in center field. Um, Is a natural center fielder. Probably one of few guys in the Marlins organization that we could say will stick in center field is Victor Jr.
0: 2-2. Breaking ball. Served into shallow center. Long run in Mesa. And he dives and he makes the catch. Victor Mesa Jr. Out number one in the bottom of the eighth inning. He has played an outstanding center field all week long.
2: That might be his best of the
0: week in Biloxi.
1: It's going to be interesting to see where they put him next year. Um, I think it's possible he repeats double-A. Um, just because of the, uh, like I said, the work that he needs to do with strikeouts. But power's there. Um, Still got some room to put on some weight. Um, but get, get into some more power as well. Um, 21 years old playing at double-A. So no rush. So I would definitely say probably next year back at double-A. But yeah, if he can cut down their strikeouts, man, um, it's gonna get even better for this player. And um hasn't been like all sunshine and rainbows for him this year. Uh he struggled at times, but it's a 21-year-old playing in double A. So yeah, um, like this player a lot, and I'm very high on him still.
0: Yeah, and and, and that's the other thing, because let's say he does work the triple A, gets to the major leagues. Right now, you have Jas Chisholm at center field. He could still play the corners very well as well. So if he does make the transition, it would likely be one of the corner spots now you never know jazz chisholm you never know what could happen with him he gets traded he's injured whatever you have victor Mesa jr so that's that's the good thing there i want to talk to you about the this year's futures uh game mvp uh nasi nunez uh man if there's one guy who we are certain could stick at shortstop it is this guy he's the best defender in the minor league not only in in the marlin system i would say you could argue that he's one of the best defensive shortstops in minor league baseball, at the Double A level, um, this season. Two twenty one, three thirty six, two eighty four, six twenty, with a seventy five WRC plus, fourteen percent walk rate, nineteen percent strikeout rate. He's always had high strikeout percentages, something I've noticed fairly high, but he always walks like at a crazy rates, eighteen <laughs> percent. When twenty twenty two with high A, uh, but four home runs. I believe they're all opposite field homers. Thirty seven RBIs. And 41 stolen bases. He had like 60 something last season. He's kind of on pace to kind of get close to that. Carver, this is a guy whose offense isn't the greatest, but we do see some improvements. Obviously, the opposite field home runs is the first one. Very impressed on that end. Obviously, gets on base at fairly high rates. The walks, very patient hitter, but very aggressive. Just what have you seen with Nassim Nunez, who probably deserves to, you know, probably will begin at AAA next season. Depending what they do with guys like Amaya and Xavier Edwards, obviously, we'll get into those guys very soon.
1: Yeah, no, um, Nasim great spring training. Really impressed um, the staff. uh, I talked to Skip about. Skip was impressed with him as well, even though he saw him in limited time. Uh, But he stuck with the team all the way through spring training. Um, Did some work as well. um, You know, with just more plus contact. That's kind of what this guy really needs: is the ability to hit for more plus contact. Hits for simple contact and lets the speed go to work for him, which is totally fine. Um, but you kind of want to see a little bit more in contact consistency from Mr. Nunez. Um, so yeah, um, that's his main thing. It's just some more contact consistency. But man, when this guy gets on base, he could steal every single time. He'll tell you himself, yeah, I look to steal every single time. So um yeah, really liked Nassim Nunez and what we've seen from him. Um, you know, it's just the ability to get the ball in the air a little bit more. Um, you know, when you have um a ground out air out rate of one point zero eight, that means you're 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 hitting a lot more grounders than, than, uh, than things in the air. So, uh, you want to see a little bit more in that regard and his ability to, you know, just come by some more loft, um, come by a little bit more power as well, if possible. Um, at least a little bit more line drives. You know, he's never going to hit for home runs, many home runs at all. His four home runs this year are twice as many than he's hit in his career. So uh, coming into the year, he only had two home runs. Now he has four, so he's doubled his career total. So I don't think we expect him to ever hit for super, super premium power at all. But if he can yeah. get under the ball a little bit more and show a little bit more loft, a little bit more line drive contact, that's kind of what we want to see from Nasim. And then, like you said, the defense is so, so special. So it could either be double A AA or triple A next year. Uh, we'll see. Uh, 23. So, you want kind of want to start seeing it happen here shortly if he's going to reach his full ceiling, but it doesn't have to happen today, like fully. So if he starts in Double A, maybe you could push him up to Triple A late next year, or you could start him in Triple A, depending what they do with, like you said, infielders that they have. So we'll see. Um, But uh, you know, six twenty OPS, you want to see that come up. Um, but man, um, it's gonna it's gonna depend pretty fully on the uh, on base percentage rather than the slugging. So yeah. Um, yeah, uh, like Nassim, though, great kid, great guy, uh, still 23, so still got a bunch of time to him, and um, we'll see what he does. But, um, but yeah, um, I'm not out on Nassim at all. Um, I really like him, and um, I think he's got more room to grow even uh, as we go into the rest of this year and next year. And
0: that's the thing. Even if you don't rely on much on his bat ball or his offensive skills, you could definitely rely on him somehow getting on base oh, yeah. and putting himself in scoring position, which is the big thing for him. So, next guy I want to get into is one of the more underrated guys in the system. We haven't spoken about him too much. Well, Bennett Hostetler, man, has this guy improved? I think this is one of the most improved prospects in the system. He was—he's still playing third. He was a third baseman converted into catcher. He still plays third base. We've seen him every once in a while there, but man, this season with high a, with high A did not get too much success. He was promoted basically to be a filler for I believe P Mac, who got injured at the time. Uh, Right now, this is the situation with, you know, this is a slash line. He's stuck at a high at double A. He's hitting 252, 357, 491, 847 with a 123 WRC plus, 10 home runs, 31 RBIs, 11.9% walk with the highest of his career and a 25.4 strikeout rate. Alex, man, this guy has been very impressive. I mean, I don't, to a certain degree, not, not that we were out on him, but man, we were pretty low on this guy, to be honest with you. I know. He's one of the younger guys in the system. I believe he's younger yeah. No, he's 25. So probably goes to AAA soon. Maybe spends another year at double given the fact they have Banfield, P Mac there. He would kind of it would pave the way for him to be the everyday catcher at Pensacola.
1: Yeah, you just said it. Look at all these, look at all these catchers that this team has. <laughs> Banfield, P Mac, and Ben Hosteller. And you got to try to get them all playing time. But like you said, um Hosteller just didn't allow himself to be sent down. Like there was no way that they were going to send him down when P Mac got back. They just weren't going to do it. So either somebody was gonna go up, um, you know, P Mac to AAA or you know, whatever it is. And I, you know, that's that's what what did happen. Um, so um yeah, uh, now they're all back, like P back here with uh with with double So so yeah, I mean it's it's definitely uh it's definitely interesting to see these three catchers. I thought P could have stuck stuck up there at uh at triple uh, but now of course you have Jorge Alfaro in the picture and Austin Allen is doing well. So, you know they have to make room at AA for all of these catchers. And it's difficult to do. Uh, But Hostetler is a main catalyst for that, but you can't send the guy down. He has 10 home runs. Um, His power numbers are insane. Um, There's no reason for that. You can make, or no Testament that you can make to send this guy back to, uh, to single a advanced. It just isn't going to happen. And that's because Bennett has done what he's done after last year, only playing nine or this year, only playing nine games with the sky carp last year, though he did spend a full season there. So he does not need to repeat that level. So I'm glad that he's up. Um, it's a guy that just learned to catch uh very recently. Um yeah. so very interesting progression he's made it happen very quickly. Um want to see a little bit more in the walks. Um, doesn't really strike out a lot. that all. only 55 strikeouts um in over 109, 190 at bats. So with 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 double A um you know uh, like you said Kev a little bit more balls in play. Uh, relies a bit too much on the power, I think. Yeah. Um, you want to see a little bit of
0: trend with that's kind of like the trend with these catchers. That You know, some of yeah. these guys, Bamfield Bam and Hosta, yeah, like.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's good to have for power, but you, you don't want to rely on it all the time. You know what I mean? Especially as you get yeah. to the major leagues um, because pitchers at the major league level are going to exploit that. So want to see a little bit more balls in play, um, just kind of more take what you can get kind of approach. think that he could use to improve that in his approach a little bit. The power is great. You can't live on it though, especially if it's not like a plus, plus, plus tool for you. And it's not for Bennett. It's a good tool for him, but it's not like elite. So um, that's what I would say for Hostetler, just a little bit more balls in play. Bring the average up a little bit, um, and power is going to come naturally for him because he's a strong kid. So great to see it, though. Um, I think he's done pretty well with catching. Um, Talked to some pitchers. They don't mind throwing to him. They think he's pretty good back there. Uh, still very raw at that position, though. Still has a lot to learn at it because he did start just start catching, like, what, a year and a half ago. So, um, yeah, definitely want to see um, a little bit more from the defense. Can he make it stick at catcher? I think he probably can, um, at least at a, at a replacement level rate. You know what I mean? Um, and yep. then if that offense permeates and it gets a little bit better, man, you definitely live with that. So I like Bennett, man, under the radar guy, not ranked by a lot of people at all. Um, especially not in top thirties, but yeah, Where do you um, have him he's at? been fun Where do to you, watch. Do you through. have him just out of it? Uh, at at top out of top 30? 30, um, I mean, at this point, I mean, I have to redraw my next list, but at this point I would probably put him either just outside of it or just inside of it, depending, um, just needs to show more at catcher. And yes, this has been a great stretch for him. But this is the first time that he's shown this. Can he make it permeate, right? Is this going to be full-time? So I kind of just want to see a little bit more before I say, okay, this is a true top 30
0: prospect. Where do you have him now?
1: Um, I think I have him just outside. Uh,
0: Let me see my last list. Hold on one second. I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just for reference, guys. Alex has like a top 100. So if you guys want to reference that list, you guys could definitely do it. Fish on first has a top 30, which was done by Isaac, Eli, and myself. So you guys could look at that one, but. Obviously, if you guys want to see a top 100, Carver's got you covered with that. So I yeah. believe you have him like in the 40s or 50s. Yeah,
1: I think it sounds about right. Um, I, I would have him higher than that. I think I think we do have him in the 40s in our last list. So okay. I think we would have him a little bit higher than that as of our next list, me and Danny. Um, but yeah, um, I, w- I would probably place him probably just outside of top 30 right now.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Jacob Berry. Let's wrap up A level. This is the big one that I think everyone wants to talk about. Uh, it's been up and down for Barry, to be honest with you, Alex. A lot of downs, especially in high A. Just not good defensively. Doesn't just just the hit tool hasn't been there. I I don't know. I don't know where he just hasn't been good. Uh, but he gets promoted. He gets moved up. Let's say moved up because at the time it was just to fill out the first base spot there. But man, he's been good. Looking at the stats since June second, is that we'll we'll look at until today, August sixteenth um 254 312 423 735 with five home runs 34 rbis uh he's been better Uh, at the double a level he's kind of struggled a little bit uh 208 253 390 with a 643 ops 63 wrc plus he's been playing a lot more first base which is i guess the biggest thing that we could take away from barry's promotion to double a um, at times he looks great. From, he, it's not like high a where he just looked really bad throughout most of it. He's looked pretty good for the most part at double A. Obviously, he's been relying a little bit more on the power. Obviously, we, he has he has um three homers since joining the, the Wahoos. I think he sticks at double A going into next year. No way he he gets promoted. I'd be floored if he does. Unless you need you you have the need for someone like Barry there. But Alex, um just what have you seen from Jacob Barry with the Wahoos thus far?
1: A streaky player. <laughs> That's exactly what you see. Brian a very, a very, very, very streaky player with the bat. At times it looks yeah. great. At times it looks real bad. So, I mean, yes, he goes on these stretches where he can hit home runs. He goes on these stretches where he strings together games where he hits in back-to-back-to-back games. Um, and then he just goes completely cold. So um, it's been better lately, like you said, but the thing that you worry about, like we said, for a couple of other players is consistency. How consistent is this player? Does he have the consistency or can he show the consistency to prove that he earned himself his draft spot? That's the question you have to ask. So, um, and I think at this point in his career at age 22, yeah, there's still time. He's playing against uh, some guys that are older than him. Um, you know, I think slightly under the average age of a double-A player. So, um, you know, there's still, still time for him to grow into that mold of a first round draft pick, but first round draft picks usually show a lot more than this at this point in their careers. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough um, overall for Barry. Um, I haven't been enamored or overall impressed with just like I said, the consistency and his ability to, you know, fully put his what was what was described as a very advanced offensive skill set. We have not seen that. So. Um, they drafted him for offense, uh, clearly. They did not have to draft him for defense, clearly. Um, I think they've left him at third base too long. I think he should be a first baseman. Um, slash DH. Um, maybe you could try him out of left field. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely, definitely think they need to get this guy off of third base, uh, like, permanently. Like, like uh, yeah. yesterday. Like per- and permanently. Like, you don't, yeah. you're not playing there anymore, right? So, saw a couple things. We saw him walking around with a first base glove a little bit in camp. Um, We know he's been working out there and stuff, but there just hasn't been too much in game time for him at that spot, which I I think is where he belongs. So that's what I would say for this player. I'm not overall impressed. impressed. I know a lot of us are not overall impressed with this player. I understand the sentiment, but there is time, um, you know, he did just get drafted. So there there is time for this guy to still, you know, show that he can live up to potential, but it's kind of weaning. I would say, honestly, just because of the streakiness of this player in, it needs to be a lot more consistent.
0: I guess we could even look at just his same draft at guys who have been better. Um uh We could talk about Zach Neto; he's a big leaguer. Brooks Lee, he's in AAA, and we could even look at this year's draft. Just today, Nolan shanuel gets the the promote gets is a big leaguer for God's sake!s He got yeah. drafted like less than a month ago almost, and he's a big leaguer. So. It kind of shows you what Miami's intentions were with Barry. Miami wanted Barry kind of to be that type of Zach Neto type player where they promote him very quickly through the system, and that just hasn't been the case. So uh, that's the last yeah, and these, these Go ahead. These teams will get the
1: – I mean, the Marlins are not going to get it with Barry, but these teams that do promote these top prospects um, in a certain amount of time or a pretty short amount of time, they get the PPI incentive. Um, that's the uh, prospect promotion incentive, so you get a draft pick for that. So there's incentive to do that. Now that's part of what the league did as part of the CBA to get rid of, um, of, um, or to try to limit service time manipulation. So there's more incentive to promote and challenge guys now, right? If they're ready for it, the angels clearly think Shaniel, who literally has played in next to no minor league games is ready for it. Um, You know? uh, So the Marlins don't really have a guy like that. And, you know, Maybe you would have liked to see that out of Barry. You definitely would have liked to see that out of Barry, but it ain't gonna happen. Um Yuri Perez doesn't qualify because he wasn't a draft pick. So where's the next Marlins draft pick that is going to allow the Marlins to earn that incentive?
0: That remains to be seen. Probably never, really. Yeah. Well, not right now, at least. Not not in this last draft. I can't think of anyone. Maybe maybe no, you could have made I the case for some that. like maybe you could have made the case for some like Alderman at the time, but like man, he struggled so bad that yeah. He's probably going to repeat at low A-levels. And you go high
1: school with the first two picks too, right? So it's even less – for this draft, it's less less likely. So anyways, that's a different conversation. But –